Are you planning a vacation where you will be traveling with the kids? Today we're going to talk about 10 fun and entertaining ideas for a road trip with the kids. Welcome to Epic Mom Life. I am your host, Kara Peterson. This show is sponsored by The Possum's Tale, a unique book adventure for your 6 to 12 year old child. Let's jump into today's show. Spring break. These are two words every child loves. It is one week that gets a lot of hype from their friends, in school, and even the media. Fun, laughs, and almost magic is supposed to happen during this week. That puts a lot of pressure on you, Mom. You are the one holding the wand in this scenario. If your plans include an extended time in the car, you need to plan for this. Children look at this as hours of boredom. You may be focused on the end destination. So remember, you're both going into this with different ideas, so you're gonna to need to plan for this trip. There are a lot of places you can go that are not too far from home. Are We There Yet is the song of a bored child. If you read my top 10 mom do-overs, you would know that I would have actually sought out opportunities for my children to be bored and then taught them how to be creative and imaginative. A road trip is a perfect opportunity to put away electronics and start teaching boredom busters and road trip games and activities. First, we need to prepare for the trip. Choose a destination that is enjoyable for all ages. I live two hours from the Grand Canyon and it is a very popular place to go. However, I would never take a child under five or a child that does not mind there because if you've never been to the Grand Canyon and if you don't know what to expect, there are no walls. So a child can just run right up to the edge and disaster can happen. So make sure that you pick a place that is appropriate for the ages of the children and will not fill you with a lot of anxiety. We are hoping to accomplish fun, laughter, and lots of memories for everyone. This also means that you do not want to have to be saying, don't do this, watch out for that, or no at every turn. Gauge the length of the trip. How long can your children last in the car? Your goal is to eliminate as much bickering amongst siblings and no's from you as possible. If your family has never done an extended road trip before, you may want to keep it under two hours each way. Plan fun in the car. This is my favorite part. Are you interested in capitalizing on this forced time together? Do you want to use this time to teach imagination, communication, and creativity? Here are some road trip activities you can do instead of having everyone plugged in on their own. Question game. This was a favorite game of ours and saved my kids from many horrible places like the time it took at restaurants with long waits, all travel, and even when they were feeling out of sorts. We were able to use this game because we did it so often as a way to kind of balance the children out again because they knew exactly what to expect and exactly what to do. So we could almost go back to a ground zero, if you will. The it person comes up with an animal, and you could do any category. We always did animals, but does not tell anyone what animal they chose. 
Everyone takes turn asking a yes or no question. If a person gets a yes, they get to ask another question. The person who guesses the animal wins and then that person then becomes the it person for the next round and the people ask them the questions because they have chosen the next animal. So an example of a good question, does the animal live in water? That is a simple yes or no question. Now sometimes you have, you know, complicated ones like ducks and so you'll have to figure out in your family how you want to handle. Example of a bad question, what color is the animal? That is not a yes or no question. From a teaching standpoint, the reason I started playing this game with my kids and the reason I love this game is it teaches strategy and deductive reasoning. These are two things that we don't teach a lot of in schools. They aren't built into lesson plans per se. You know, you have your subjects, you know, like reading, writing, mathematics, all of those kind of things, social studies. But this goes so much further because these are the things that help your children with daily life and your children have no idea that they're learning something so incredibly valuable because they're having such a great time. But they will naturally figure out if it's my turn and it's my first turn and I guess, is it a pig? And I get a no. And then the next time I guess, is it a goat? And I get a no. I actually could have started and they'll learn this. Is it a farmyard animal? And if the answer is a no, that eliminates an entire category of animals. And then if somebody else says, does it have four legs? And they say, no, I'm not going to guess is it an elephant because that's already been eliminated. So it's a really great game for your children to learn a lot of important strategies and techniques. The alphabet game. I know this is an old one, but sometimes you just need a break. And this can be played two different ways. So the, the whole gist of this game is that everybody who's playing has to find the letters A through Z outside of the car. So you can look on signs, other cars, license plates, um, billboards, wherever you can find these letters and you have to go in order. So you have to be chronological, A through Z. The way that you can play this is you can play this competitively so that people don't announce when they find the letters and the first one to Z wins. Or if you have children who have difficulty with the truth because they really want to win and they just want to say they found J. Or if you have children who are young and they're on the cusp of learning to read so they understand the letters, but for example, the word junction. They, they don't know that because there's a J, they, they can't automatically know that there's an N or an O or an I in that letter as well. They just see the J. So playing the game as a group where you say, oh look, there's an A, oh look, there's a B, and everybody looks together and you point that out. So it can be played collaboratively. So the whole group tries to get to Z together. And that's a lot more fun when you have people that are of a lot different skill levels with reading, or when you have people who are highly competitive or have difficulty if they aren't finding the letters like other people are. Name that tune. Technology can be a good thing. On most days, I will say it's not a good thing, but in this case, it can be a lot of fun. The first thing you're gonna do, this requires some prep before you even get on the boat. So the first thing you're gonna do is you need to establish what kind of music system you have in your car. If you have a radio and you're using just radio stations, I don't know where you're going if you're gonna get the right system, but if you have a music service, this is really easy. 
your pre-programmed radio stations on your music service, so I'm gonna call it a radio, but whatever that music service is, you're gonna to have to give up your pre-programmed music stations. Then you're gonna to go to everyone in the family and you're gonna ask them what is their favorite type of music. Country, classics, 70s, 80s, whatever it is. Each person gets one type of music. You're gonna program into the playlist, into the radio stations, the pre-selected radio stations, each person's station on that radio. So like we have XM. So on XM, I would find 80s because my husband likes 80s. Or I'd find country, today's country for my son. Or do you see what I'm saying? So you'd find everybody gets a station. And then you cover the big readout that says who the artist is and what the title is. Then the person who's the selector, who is the person in the passenger seat, gets to hit a button. And then the person who's it gets whatever the predetermined time in your car is. For us, it's 15 seconds, I believe. And that person gets to listen for 15 seconds, and then they have to identify the name of the artist and the name of the song. If they don't get it, it goes to the one person that would be next. They get an opportunity to steal it. And then the selector gives the person who stole it their song. So it just goes round and round and round. But when you're getting the steals, that's how you get extra points. And that's name that tune. And it sounds really basic and fun, but it's a lot of fun because the kids get to trip the adults up on their kind of music and people laugh and people get stumped on things like, well, I thought Elton John was Billy Joel or it, you just get to talking about various things. Categories. My youngest son, Alec, and I actually made this up. Alec is not a big conversationalist if he's just sitting. And he and I went out to dinner one night and we got a really nice table that was right by the, the window so we could see out into the area and there was a road over there and we could see a lot of cars and Alec was just not saying much and I was thinking, hmm, where's this gonna go? And he was 15, so he was too old for categories at this point. He'd been playing it since he was four. So I was thinking, what are we gonna do? And I thought, hey, what does every child like more than anything else? And that is to know more than their parent. So I thought, okay, and what else do they like? They like to talk about something they know. Well, my kid knows cars, and he knows a lot more about cars than I do. We kind of skewed the category game to only talk about cars, and we morphed it with the alphabet game and so the first person has to start with a make or a model of a car with an A, and then the next person has to go with a B, and then C, and then D. So it could go Acura, Bronco, Cadillac, I don't know, what a DeLorean, whatever that is. So you just go on and on and on, and you keep going and going and going. Alec loves this game. And even though we've played it a bunch of times, so we have very similar cars all the time, because how many times can you come up with certain names of cars for certain letters, he still has a great time with this game. And you can use any kind of category. Who are you? This may seem like a funny question, but in all honesty, how much do we really know about the people around us? We spend so much of our, the, the very precious time we have. Because if you think about it, if you go to work all day or if the kids are in school, that's about eight hours of the day gone. 
And then if you have activities or whatever, your really high quality talking to each other time may be down to only an hour, hour and a half. And that may be filled with, did you get this done? Did you get that done? We need to do this, you know, let's eat. It gets into the maintenance of life and not so much the who are we in life. I like who are you because you ask specific questions and the people answer about who they are, how they feel about certain things, what they want in life, those kind of things. And these are more serious questions. These aren't like silly questions. And so the logical question is, well, would a kid even enjoy this? Almost every single child that I have ever met is very opinionated and they really love to express their opinions. The problem is they don't always have the opportunity to communicate who they are because there just isn't that kind of time. They're just kind of slotted from here to there to here to there, not in a bad way. A lot of times that's what they want, but they don't get that opportunity to say, well, this is who I am, or even think about who they are. Sometimes just having that question allows them to think about that. I love this game. Where do you get the questions? I found Talking Point 200 Conversation Starters on Amazon, and I'm going to have the link for you in the description notes. There are two editions, well, there's many editions, but there's two editions that would apply to children. There's the kids edition and there's the family edition. I like the questions in the family edition much better than the questions in the kids edition. Go ahead and check it. But 200 questions is a great way to start. And you can ask every single person in the car the exact same question. Speaking of question games, that leads us to would you rather. Would you rather is a lot of fun. And the difference between would you rather and the question game is would you rather presents a question like, would you rather eat ice cream or tacos or whatever? So they're, they're silly. They're not very thought provoking. Some of them are laughter. Some of them are hobbies. They're all different kinds of questions, but would you rather just gives you the opportunity to ask fun, random things that nobody should be at all having to think deeply about. One person is on the hot seat and then the other person gets the question or the, the other person asks the question and that's it. So one, another example could be, would you rather have a pet goose or a pet turtle? I would say a pet turtle because I am terrified of geese. But then you can ask those, why would you answer that? Now I would have been stuck if they'd said, would you rather have a pet goose or a pet snake? Because then I would be like, oh, I don't know. Both of them sound terrifying. I wanted to send you a link for Would You Rather questions for kids and families, and I looked all over Amazon and I couldn't find anything that I liked. So I created them. Are you going on a road trip with your kids? How about just traveling with them? How are you going to keep them entertained? I created 100 Would You Rather cards. These are easy to print out. There's eight cards per page, and they're designed to be interesting for ages five to six and up. A lot of your Would You Rather cards create and focus on questions like, would you rather live forever in the saliva of a giant or a great big booger of a giant? Those are not the kind of questions, in my opinion, 
that appeal to all ages. They really center around kids that are enamored with body humor. These questions that I created are questions that you may have to explain to the littles, but that everyone can enjoy, everyone can think about, and you can actually use as a learning opportunity if you want to. For example, one of the questions is, would you rather swim with jellyfish or nurse sharks? If you don't know about nurse sharks, I believe they do not have teeth. You can look that one up. I just know that you can swim with them and they still look really, really scary. Although some jellyfish sting. So that would be an interesting one to learn about. You also may have to explain what a planetarium is because there's a question about a planetarium. There's also really goofy questions like, would you rather be able to shoot thunderbolts or ice? something like that. So I created all kinds of would you rather questions so that your teens will be just as interested as your six or seven year old. Go ahead and get these for free. And I actually did this on purpose because I wanted these questions to be things that 10 year olds will find interesting and 12 year olds will find interesting but the five-year-olds can still answer. They'll just need your help. So be sure. rest stop activities. You are going to take advantage of rest stops, especially if you're going on a trip over two hours. If you're going on a trip, say for six hours in the car, stop often. And if you make these activities specific to rest stops or car activities, your children will look forward to going on road trips because that's the only time they get to do these things. It's almost like a psychological thing. I can only watch TV when I'm exercising, so I can't wait to exercise because I can watch TV. Your kids can't play these games unless they're on a road trip. They can't wait to do a road thing. So come up with some fun games, some fun ways to present these so that the rest stop activities are a lot of fun. First thing we're going to do, and this is more beneficial to you, but it becomes something that's a habit and they will do it and they'll do it often. It's called grab three. Everyone scours around the car and you can change it based on how much stuff you've got in the car. And they grab three things that need to be thrown out each and they race to the garbage can. That's it. But they get to run, they get to grab stuff and your car gets clean. So it's a really basic thing, but it's great. Balance on a curb. This sounds so silly. But people like to, kids especially, like to walk on the curbs and they like, they like to just do things like this. Well, once they've walked on the curbs and they've run around a little bit, have everybody get on the curb, yourself included. And then everybody has to get themselves in order, say from left to right or right to left, however you want to do that, by birthday or by first name alphabetically or by whatever you want to do. And then you cannot get off the curb to get in that order. So you're climbing over each other and all kinds of things to get in that order. And that can be a lot of fun and it takes a lot of balancing skills and it creates a whole diversion. So they're not thinking about the car. Sidewalk chalk. Sidewalk chalk can be your best friend. You can really quick whip up a hopscotch game or a four square court. The red rubber balls that I recommend and I'll have a link in the notes that I put in the top mom hacks that you have to have. Those playground balls are priceless. 
have one of those with you, put those in there and you can play around, or you can play four square. Run. Don't underestimate running. There are all kinds of tags that you can do. If you remember playing tag on the playground, there are tons of them. There's cartoon tag, there's freeze tag, there's animal tag, there's duck duck goose, and my favorite is sock tag. Sock tag is the one I will explain because all the other ones you just basically do the category and you sit down and you're safe. Sock tag, everybody brings with them on the road trip two long socks and they put them on each side of their pants, like on their hips. Like if these were my hips, they'd put one over here and one over here and everybody's it and they're all running around and you try to grab as many socks as you can. That is it. That's the game. But there's no one person who gets stuck being it because you're all running around. And that's why I really like that game a lot. Games. You can just bring outdoor games. We like bocce. You can bring, bring croquet, frisbee, marbles, catch, all kinds of things. And you can have those always in your car ready to go. A frisbee is easy to have. The thing about games is you're going to want to make sure that they can be set up, completed, and played in 20 minutes because you're not going to want to be stuck at the rest stop forever. Another activity you can do in the car is audiobook. If everyone is ready to just zone out for a while, plug in an audiobook. If you listen to 25 Fun and Fabulous Reads, and I have a link to that blog in the description notes, I told you how to get audiobooks for free. Every library carries an audiobook selection. My library has over six thousand books in the juvenile section. One of the books that we listened to as adults, a six-year-old and an 11-year-old that we all liked was The Incorrigible Children of Ashton Palace. So there's a lot of things that you can do and you can have a lot of fun. Build it. Do you have a child that just wants to build stuff? Make travel kits and you can put pipe cleaners, Jingle bells, popsicle sticks, all kinds of things in these packs. And that way they can do this while they're in the car. And you can go to Pinterest before you even leave and you can come up with 12, and you can come up with hundreds, but I'm just thinking 12 activities that you know your child can create using the stuff that you have in their travel thing. And finally, we have activity books. There are a lot of road trip activity books. Again, I don't like to recommend reading, but if your child doesn't get car sick and likes to color and play games and do mazes, there are a whole bunch of options that you have for road trip activities to keep a child very entertained and not tuned into electronics. You are creating memory. The time you spend in the car as a family getting to your destination can be just as valuable as the vacation itself. With a little preparation on your part, the children will be entertained, the electronics can be turned off, and you can all interact with each other cheerfully and peacefully. The children's movie quote this week, life has no remote. Get up and change it yourself. Charlie Brown. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to send you a huge thank you. Please leave me a comment or review and share with other moms you know. Get in touch in the comments or on Kara's social media networks. See you next week for a new episode.